Okay, I'll reload it. Je- Je- Jeff London, DJ Jason Smith. Here come the pain. When the sun goes down, the music turns up. A whole new world opens up behind the velvet rope. Join us as we take you behind the scenes of the nightlife world. Are you ready? DJ Jason Smith, Jeff London. I'm the promoter, TV DJ podcast, live from Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> All right, episode twenty-two. Episode twenty-two. We we are uh, not in studio today. We are uh, what do we say on vacation. No, we're Sorry, moving. We're, we're moving places. We're in different destinations today, so we couldn't get together to get into the studio, unfortunately. But nothing. But not in a bad way. We're just in two separate places, and we still want to give you guys the. Uh, the podcast experience from Jeffrey Absolutely. and myself. So welcome to episode 22. 22. I'm the promoter. He's the DJ. That's it. Um, I guess we'll start off this episode with a little rest in peace to a legend, uh, Biz Marquee. Yeah, man. Who, what uh, a legend. What a, what a, not only a legend, but what a, a great human and what a great contributor to the culture of hip hop and the music industry. All the way from the songs that he made and produced to to today, till his up to his passing of just DJing and being a curator of music, um, somebody that really looked up to to him besides myself and everybody else was DJ Riz. Riz, DJ Riz, and him were very close friends, and they used to have like if Riz needed to find a break or find out what song was sampled for this, like Biz was the guy to go to. He, his, his knowledge of music is was something else, that's for sure. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. His collection was and he was he actually had the only set, I believe, of Yeah, uh, that's that that's the question that everybody seems to have. What you so just the question said. is is it the only one? How is it the only one in existence? It can't. So what, I can't. What we're, what we're talking about is what were they called? Technique seven hundreds. Oh, I didn't know they actually had a model number. I thought they were just the Technique twelve hundreds, but seven inches. Yeah, so there was like a seven inch. Yeah, for forty five. Yeah, forty fives, and supposedly he's the only one to ever have a pair. Not confirmed, but supposedly I've never seen another pair anywhere else other than having than Bismarcky having it. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. So yeah, it's a sad day. It was a sad week. We didn't have our podcast last week because we were traveling then also. But you know, it, it, I'm glad that uh, we got to speak on it because it was definitely a sad day in uh in our culture for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. So rest in peace, Bismarcky. Yeah, man. Thank you for your contribute. Contribute, you know what I'm trying to say. You're uh, contributing to the culture. Yeah, contributions. Your contributions. That's what I was looking for. Sorry, I, I haven't had my co- I haven't had my coffee yet, guys. Just bear with me. You know how I get, it, man. Let's let's get into the question of the week. Oh, we got yeah, multiple man. questions of the week. Since um we did not have an episode last week, we have a few questions lined up. From you guys, as always, we appreciate you guys writing in. Yeah, thank you guys so much for the questions, for sure. Like I always say, hit us on our individual IGs, or you could hit us on uh, 
I'm the promoter. He's the DJ IG or even our Gmail with the same thing. So you can hit us with all that shit. Yes, sir. So what's the question of the week, Jeff? All right, we'll start. We'll start with start with this one. They're all pretty short ones, so we can take it there. Yeah. Do promoters take bets or DJs take bets on when a twenty first birthday table is booked? If she, what time will she be carried out, and will she be carried out by midnight? That's pretty funny. Shout out to whoever. Shout out to whoever sent that that uh that uh <laughs> questioning because that is great. And then if anybody good. knows when you get a twenty first birthday. They are not lasting, so they either come in fresh from dinner, which is pre- which is they're always like the first table, right, Jeff? Always, always, like one of the first tables in there, and they're like, "Oh, did we come too early?" Because they've never been to a club before and don't know what the experience is like. So they always like the first table to show up because they're so excited to actually go into a nightclub. It's like my first bottle service. Yes. Absolutely. So yes, we do uh, take bets <laughs> with others to see. That's how a long better they question last. for. Yeah, that's a yeah. good question for you. A hundred percent. It's it's not it's not my favorite kind of table. I know people are celebrating, um, but we know it's not going to be a big table. But it is a celebration, so we have to acknowledge that they are twenty one and can be returning customers for years. So you just got to bear with it the first time. And they they learn their lesson, and then uh, yeah, you, no, you, more, no a, longer rookies at the rookies at bottle service. But it's a good place for you to groom these people into being future clients of yours also absolutely that's true so you make sure you make sure they have a good time my question to follow up that question let's hear it what is more interesting the 21 year old party or the bachelorette party 21 year old party but the bachelorette parties is amateur night to the fullest though too because you have a lot of people that have never been out to a nightclub before but you but you true but usually they're over 21 so they have a little bit more of a drinking experience a drinking experience they're, they're weathered money to spend yeah, yeah. Oh, okay yeah. there's variables that go with that i get it i get it yeah 21 year olds aren't spending they're not buying five bottles they're only buying one and they're splitting out a hundred dollars a piece basically. right but but like a bachelorette party can get wild wild definitely i've been in atlantic city for over a decade, and I've seen my fair share of bachelorette part and Vegas too. You know, yeah, Vegas is probably the mecca of bachelorette parties. Oh, of course, but half of my career was based between bachelorette and parties in Atlantic City and Vegas. You know what I mean? I've always been at either one of those venues. So yeah, yeah, that's awesome. What's the second question? Oh, the second question. It's one for both of us. It's an easy question. It says, All right. here's, here's one for you guys. Have you ever worked for competing promoters in the same city at the same time? Absolutely. We have. We didn't start working together till about three months ago. Oh, you and I personally? No, yeah. definitely not. We were always – I for the first year I was actually in Boston, we were actually competition. Absolutely, yeah. And the opportunity came for this new party – that we were going to start on Wednesdays that was going to be more geared towards the um, turntablist side of, of DJs. And then when I was brought in to help with that party, I said, I know this guy named Jeff London who would be an awesome fit for this Wednesday night party. And after some debate and some time, they agreed with me and they brought Jeff in. And, and now Jeff was one of the top, you know, promoters at the company right now and he's crushing it and we're all very happy he's on the team so you know 
thank God for that Wednesday party because that definitely shifted a lot of things. Now we're on the same team and we're winning extra hard. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, yes, to answer that question, yeah. But we were, I mean, you can be competitors and you can be friends as well. So, well, I think, I think, I think competition within business is is a beautiful thing because it keeps you healthy too. Yeah. It's very healthy. You can't ever look at it and be like, oh, they're stealing from. No, it makes you want to – it helps the city in general. The more competition, the more opportunities people have for these great experiences instead of it just becoming the same old stale shit. Absolutely. No, I agree. 100%. That's why I like this new Wednesday party we're doing at uh, the Restaurant Lounge Empire in the seaport of Boston. It's, it's a fun little party that I'm, I get to really curate the room and play the room every week i'm playing some different type of music it's never the same thing i don't want to give people the same experience at this lounge that they could get at one of our bigger clubs because then it's just like right right all right wednesday friday saturday all the same music it just you know how many times if you you're only going to go out once if you're going to hear the same kind of music two days in a row right right yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yo, it, it's that time for the for the Yelp reviews. Everybody's favorite. Oh, we got, we got of the show. We got one more question. Oh, we got one more question. We oh, got I a didn't triple. See that one. Oh shit! I thought question. it was only a deucer. Sorry, a deucer. Uh, so this this one is important. Oh, okay. For people, for it's always important to tip out people, and so tip pools and tip shares from waitresses to servers to bartenders, busboys, and hosts. What's the best way to break it up? And do you palm the doorman on the way in or the way out? Meaning palming the doorman, meaning tip him, tip him on the way in or tip him on the way out? Well, this is a Jeff London question for sure. But I'll tell you what, t- tipping the door guy, I, I know because everybody's had to do it. You know what I mean? It's definitely something you do on the way in, you know, because it serves no purpose to give him it on the way out. Unless he did something for you in particularly that helped you out. Well, I disagree on that. What if you tip him on the way out as a way to say thanks, but now he doesn't? You don't owe him anything, or he doesn't owe you anything. Well, it's a little different in New York. You're not getting in the door unless you grease the guy's palm. Yeah, that's true. But for servers and bartenders, if you break it up and things like that, best best people to tip, obviously, barbacks, a hundred percent. Obviously, the bottle service, take care of them. You know, door guy in on the way in or the way out always always helps. Well, if you have to take care of them to get in the venue, then it's different. If you don't have to, if there's no pressure to, True. you're not cutting the line or doing anything special, then tipping them on the way out is 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 gracious. Yes, for sure, I understand that. Right, right. But you know, I'm just, I was looking at it from a different perspective for sure. Tipping the VIP host, um, if you yeah, do you if you change your table, up, upgrade your table, things like that. It's like tipping like. The, the hotel, I always tip the hotel person checking me in, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's a simple gesture that could upgrade your table, you know. Upgrade my room. Yeah, dude, you never there know. You go. That's a great question, guys. Thank you guys so much for sure. All right. It's that but, time. Well, I, I got some. Well, I was going to add something oh, to that. Add I something. Uh, I forgot. Never mind. I don't <laughs> usually I don't usually get tipped. I've. Oh, yeah, for a DJ. Oh, DJ that's what I was going to tell the story. Oh, so I was at Sapphires in New York. Shout out to my guy, James Wing. We're going to have him on the podcast. He's one of the biggest promoters in New York City, a really good friend of mine. And they just started up Sin's 
which is uh, Sapphire's parties on Sunday. And actually, two Sundays ago, they just this past Sunday, they had Jadakiss and Fabulous performing. Wow! At a strip club, Sapphire's is amazing. So I went there two weeks ago to to visit, and the girls are just crushing it. Right? There's just money flying everywhere. I'm I'm on stage because I, I played a little guest set, and uh, I hear the the one of the dancers goes, hey, "Did you take twenty out of there to the guy? Because there's a guy that came on stage that would take all the money." Right. And he goes, no, but I'll take it now. Dude, every time this a girl goes on stage, this guy's getting tipped out 20 bucks. So within an hour, this guy's almost pulling $200. That's awesome. Just in tips from just raking up the dollars off the stage, dude. That's insane. That's, I was like, yeah. God, man, do I want to be that guy? Because he's making pretty good money. In a right. four-hour shift, this guy can pull almost a grand, bro. That's pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. And tipping from- DJs, don't don't come up to me. You want a song? Cool. I'll play it. You try to hand me money, I won't take it. I say I want you to have fun. That's my tip. There you go. Good tip. But if you but if you insist and you leave that money in the DJ booth, I don't take that money and put it in my pocket either. I leave it there until you leave because you don't own me. I'm not playing like for you. I'm not your live DJ jukebox, yo. That's why if I don't, you ask me for a song and I don't play it, and you come back, it's like, dude, you didn't play my song. I gave you $20. You go, no, I didn't. I left it right there. That's your $20. What, what if they leave? Do you take it? I ain't leaving it at the – yeah, I'm taking it. <laughs> my That's tip, awesome. I don't gamble, but what I usually do when I get tips in like Vegas or, or Atlantic City is I usually take that, whatever it is, and I just go play it in roulette. And if it turns into more money, it turns into more money. If it doesn't, it doesn't. That's a good way. I like that. So with that being said, those are great questions. Keep keep them coming in. We really appreciate them. And really appreciate uh, them. it's time for Jeff London's favorite segment of the show, which I jumped the gun earlier, and I apologize. One time for Jeff London's Yelp reviews. Here we go. All right, man. Well, we have this week, brother. We got some good ones this week. So we're starting off with Anaval C. First of all, that name's pretty fire, Anaval. Do you think it's their real name? Because they definitely – Yelp, just so you guys that we're looking at it right now, this person definitely does not have a profile picture. So I don't know if that – No profile pic from this one. Anaval. So they say – Wow, they pepper spay me because a racist Cubano is just acting like he's a cop. He kicked my friend out for no reason and pepper sprayed me because I told him he had no reason. <laughs> this guy got pepper sprayed at a club. And I would say I would give that a because I told him I had no reason. Yeah, he definitely had a reason. I mean, well, the other thing is if if you do get pepper sprayed, that is definitely a one star. Yeah. But yeah, man, I think so. But to get pepper sprayed at a club, you got to do something crazy. I wish he started this with – I wish I could give this place zero stars because <laughs> a racist Cubano just acting like he is a cop. That's verbatim what they wrote. So we're not we're not reading these wrong. That's verbatim what these people are writing, writing on these Yelp reviews. So it's amazing. All right. Eileen A. says, Yeah. This place sucks. My boyfriend – we got in for free from a promoter, so we figured, why not go? 
It was a mistake. The music was bad. You can barely get into the dance floor. I got two free drinks, one of which looked kind of gross, so I put it down because I didn't want to drink it. It was free, so no big deal to me. The security came to me and asked if I put the cup down. I told them yes, which they then kicked me out because they told me I puked in the cup. Like, what, even? I took literally one sip and put it down. I don't even know where they got this idea from. Sorry your drinks can pass off as vomit, but literally I did nothing wrong. This happened literally 10 minutes ago. If I could write this whole post, I really don't think I could vomit straight into a tiny cup. I'm really glad I spent $0 at the place. It's not worth it. Don't waste your money. Oh, my God. That's First hilarious. of all, this person got in for free and got free drinks and still gave it one stars. One well, star. they got kicked out. But still, I think they got threw- free and got free drinks? I think that bitch threw up in the cup, bro. I think she did, too. Like, she took a sip of it or, like, she was drunk before they got there. Man, people have done that, bro. Like, just oh, like, yeah. not like projectile thrown up, but just like, oh, it just hit me wrong and like spit it back up in the cup. And that's exactly what she did. That's yeah, totally what did. she did. Well, it's her own fault. She shouldn't have got lit fault. before she got to the club, bro. No, Eileen. Bad Come move. on, Eileen. You made a bad move. <laughs> All right, we got one more. We got Tess that's- F. That's a Dexter Midnight song, right? Dexter's Midnight song? Dexter Midnight Riders, I think it's called. Mid- or Midnight Marauders. Mari- yeah. No. All right, Tessa F says, I don't get it. They usually have a line into a cover, and I firmly believe that waiting in line and paying covers is for suckers. I've been I've been drunk in bigger shoeboxes than this place. And the <laughs> other patrons were about 12 years old. Next. Next. P.S. They do make strong drinks. I left my shoes there one time. I really like those shoes. Oh, well. <laughs> well, they should at least give them two stars if they, they make strong drinks. I think that's a very uh, a very good reason to c- continue to go to an establishment. You know what I mean? Like, you get your money's worth. It's funny that she compared it to the size of a shoebox. But she then must also be very that small. That she left her shoes she left there shoes as well. There. <laughs> the puns, the puns that are going along with this story, unbelievable. That's awesome, Jeff. Thank you for the Yelp reviews Absolutely. this week, man. They're fucking awesome as always, dude. Thank you. So, what we got next, man? Oh, we're gonna talk about. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about the greatest thing that happened in hip hop culture in a long time. Before we talk about it, I have a question for you, Jeff. Absolutely. Do you think these young kids that like, uh, you know? Like the, 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 the trap artists that we play a lot of in the clubs right now and that stuff. Do you think that what went on with Dipset in the locks had any effect or they had any appreciation for that? In, in, in like it mattered how big of a moment that really was, not only for hip hop, but for New York City? Or do you think they just like those guys are old and it's stupid? Or uh, did they, they earn respect from new new kids by doing that too? I think they earned respect. I think um, I don't think they thought it was stupid because it was such a big event. I don't think anybody could do Dude, the this. internet is going crazy. I mean, like I spoke to some people that I haven't watched it yet, and they're like, "I don't even want to watch." It. I think I felt like I watched the whole thing already. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was amazing. But you, it's a must. It's a must see, though. A hundred percent a must see, and we're talking about the locks 
uh, versus Dipset uh, versus Which they did a lot. We of talked Madison. about this a few weeks ago because we were trying to get tickets to go see it, and yeah. obviously our connects never came through because <laughs> we didn't get to go see it. Uh, I do know people that were there that said it was unbelievable. Yeah, shout out my guy Scram Jones for sure. He was there. He didn't know which side to pick because he lives in the Y.O., and he just dropped a new record with Jim Jones. Wow. So he was like, he was on the fence on both sides. But it was just so good for the culture. Like, it was. the snapping was so good. They were breaking each other's balls so bad. Oh, yeah. They were like fighting on stage. Jada Kiss took Jewel Santana's, like, his headband and threw it on the ground, like, at the perfect moment. It was just the banter was so beautiful. It and the, dip, and the diplomats just looked so elegantly ignorant. It was perfect. Yeah. It was so, like, New York, ignorant, beautiful, like, awesomeness, bro. It was awesomeness. I mean, I think some of the, you know, I think the difference in between, too, was was uh, the Lox's stage presence. I mean, I... Oh, oh, let's go. Wait, before we get into that. Yeah. What, 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 what have I been saying off, off air? I was like, oh... Before, when we were having the conversation, I, I thought it was just going to be a blowout the other way. Me too. And it's so – I thought the dip set was just going to crush it, right? And then I, I read an article. Uh, I pulled it up here. Let me see if I can find it. I don't know how to use this iPad. Oh, there we go. And the guy from GQ Magazine wrote the same thing. The same I, – I, I just had more of a connection with you know dip sets music than I did with the locks. But – I think when the lock started performing, I forgot how big those. I think here's I got something. I figured it out. So last night when I was heading to my gig last night, I played a playlist that I found of Dipset and the locks, like the songs they performed. Yeah, Dipset's records on the album were so fire. Right, live they suck. Yeah. Locks records on an album weren't as great as they were live. I agree. They were two opposites. Dipset's records sound better on records. Locks sound better live in person than their albums sound. Well, also they're fe- they're featured on so many classics too. The Locks. Oh, so many. Like Jadakiss could have done so. M- like uh, I was running through this to make sure because I didn't. Because it went so fast, and they started doing the like the um, what's the word I'm looking for? They were doing parts where like they would do like three seg- three songs yeah, like compilations of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to make sure, but J- I would have loved to seen Jadakiss do uh, why he didn't do why. Yeah, I would have liked to seen Jadakiss do uh, what other one was it that I wanted him to do? Oh, not. Not Jadakiss, but Styles P. I would like him to do uh, uh, my life. Yeah, my life is all I had. My, they, oh my God, I forgot another record that Styles P had that was awesome. They didn't do, and Jadakiss had another record. I was just on the tip of my tongue. It was it was pretty awesome. They did freestyles too off of like Clues tape, and I mean they, you know, some of that stuff was. Bringing it back so New York, you know? Oh, yeah. They're doing the features on the mixtapes and stuff. And, oh, I would have liked – you know what Cameron I wanted the Cameron to do? Horse and Carriage. Oh, of course, yeah. But he doesn't do any – I saw – we were watching – we were talking about the uh, the Nori – what's the the drink – the drink 
champs when he was talking on drink champs about yeah. how he doesn't perform any of his albums first album songs because he didn't feel like that was his music right right yeah did um speaking of horse uh, speaking of that he the they performed um which is our title song for this podcast oh i couldn't believe they did band from tv dude that band was so TV, fire yeah. yo first of all the locks came out firing yeah they came out and did fuck you and this they sounded they are so well rehearsed and so well put together. The dip set looked like they were just like so ignorant and they had no idea what was going on. Well, I think the I think a lot of the locks performance stuff came from when they were on Bad Boy and Diddy and you know learned oh, how just, to. Well, again, referring back to that GQ uh, article I just read, the guy said, you know, the thing is between the locks and dip set also was. Dipset had so many trials and tribulations. They break up, they fight, they argue over money. They're not. The locks have always been really like locked in, dude. Right, right. Even with their solo projects, like I don't even feel like, to be honest with you, Cam is part of Dipset anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you could see, you could see Styles singing Jadakiss lyrics, vice versa. It was Luch singing. They were so. Lyrics. They put on a fucking show. I would spend money to go to a lock show. Well, now they're going on tour, so it's going to be the Locks State Property. Yeah, we're gonna, which will be dope too. So, who's going to be in State Property? Petey Crack was Petey Crack in State Property. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who else? Was, uh, Beanie, obviously. Yeah. Well, it was, how's uh, he doing health health wise? He looks good. Yeah. He got sick for a little while there, right? Maybe. Uh, Petey Crack Freeway. Yeah, Young Guns. Oh, Young Guns! Oh, they had that one record. Can't stop loving. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's no better love. No better love. They had an R&B singer on there named Rel that never that was always featured. He was featured on Jay Z records too, but he never had anything come out for himself. Yeah, that's crazy. Band from TV, suck it or not, was cool. It was just like Dipset just didn't have the energy or the oomph to like the locks were locked in and they were firing, bro. Well, I also think Jada Kiss. Is a fucking beast, bro. I think, I think it was he wa- DJs too. Oh, technician was amazing. Shout out technician. Speaking of which, that's what I wanted to say next. Uh, my friend wrote a, a great thing, and it's very important. And my shout out my guy DJ Finesse, good friend of mine for a long time. Hope last night's rappers realized the importance of a great show DJ. Salute the technician DJ, technician to the DJ. An artist DJ should be feared or really respected by other artist DJs. Yo, Technician like put that whole thing together. He was switching up the beats as they're performing. He kept the energy going. It's unbelievable. Dude, if, if, if the locks rehearsed that shit, some of it. 100%. Had to have. Dipset did, if they just, the guy in GQ also said if the Dipset just did a little bit of rehearsing, it could have went a long way. The highlight for I believe for you was uh, you loved how there were just so many so much ignorant shit going on that they were, oh, they were man, just like so get off the stage, yo! If you're not a rapper, I love when DJs yell like, "Yo, we ain't going, we ain't performing unless everybody's off the stage." And then, yeah. oh man, I was ready. I love the dudes that were so just like huge, massive dudes. <laughs> we're just like so just, big, huge, and then some of these dudes took off their shirts. It was oh ridiculous. My God. It was so ignorant. It was the most beautiful, ignorant situation ever. Yeah, it was. You know what oh, I mean? Man. Like, 
Oh, Jadakiss had fucking shorts on with Timberlands. Like, come on. Oh, that was awesome. Ju- dude, Jewels had his fucking his okay. Louis Vuitton do-rag. Like, it was so... With, like, a leather, with like a leather Averex jacket on. Oh, oh my God. It was so ignorant and elegant at the same time. It was so New York in the culture of that beautiful Canuck. time, dude. It was... Oh, oh, the funny part was when uh, Jim Jones went to grab... But he did We Fly High, and he was like, hold on, I got to get this new necklace I bought. And Styles yeah. and he's like, yo, that shit is mad corny, son. Yeah. So, and Jim Jones fell off the stage, bro. I saw that. That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, oh, I'm yeah. glad that happened. I think it was probably in the top five, close to the top best uh, verses there was. So shout oh, out yeah, to Timberland and Swiss Beats for putting that together, man. Awesome, man. That, I, that was great. It didn't go the way that I expected it to go, and I'm glad it didn't because I was totally surprised. Very true. And I watched the entire fucking thing, and it was beautiful. It was elegant and ignorant at the same time and just hood as fuck, and it made me so happy to be a part of this culture and and represent New York, man. I know I'm in Boston, but I'm a New York kid, and I've always been a New York kid and, and. and it's meant so much to me to be actually a part of that culture, dude. So that was awesome. Shout out to hip hop and shout out to New York. And you know, true. it's a beautiful Absolutely. thing, man. That's awesome. I'm so glad that I got to watch that. I know we were supposed to watch it together, but I had to go to uh, see a Guns N' Roses concert. Cause yeah, I like different stuff, bro. <laughs> Should do so, a yeah. story time action? Yeah. Story time. Let's go. I, I check my notes. I don't have a, it's we're we're doing this live, so it's a little different. I don't have my notes in front of me. I'm trying to figure out. I have all these Apple devices in front of my face, and I don't know how to fucking use any of them. <laughs> like I I I don't want the notes on my phone. I want it on my iPad because my iPad doesn't shut off. But yeah, let's get into story time. If you guys don't know, every week Jeff has hilarious stories. I have hilarious stories. We always have hilarious stories. The podcast is about experience giving you guys experiences of ours that we experience of funny moments in the club that have been happening and things that just crazy shit that happens in the club so let's go with this week's story jeff gather around kids it's story time with uncle jeff the names have been left out to protect the guilty now here's a little story i got to tell all right this week's story time is called The Worst Place for an Autograph. I can tell you where I think that's going to be already. <laughs> so the story goes, I had this Major League Baseball player in uh-huh. from the Red Sox, frequent the club all the time, great guy. And the owner told me, next time this guy comes in, it's my son's favorite player. <laughs> that's like such an awkward position to be put in though, right? Oh, yeah. So awkward, yeah. I need this. I need this autograph by him next time he comes into the club. So I'm like, all right, sure. I'm friendly with this guy. I've known him for a couple of years. Great guy. Um, so it wasn't a problem. But still, it's always awkward asking that question. A hundred percent. I hate doing it. I don't do autographs in the club. I don't do autographs in front of people. If I, you know, so that other people, you know, notice, or it's just, you know, they're trying to have a fun time. I'm not doing it. Of course. So we go to this club. They have a private bathroom in the back. 
And he's like, yo, I gotta go to the bathroom. I'm like, he's like, can you bring me, you know, can you walk me over to the private bathroom? Because you have to go through the back ways and stuff. So I have to okay it through security. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, man, this is like kind of like the perfect timing, but also like the worst timing. Uh, so I say to the guy, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, because no you're, you're away from the table and you're away from the madness and you could actually hear each other speak. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, can I, can I ask you? I was like, the owner's son's, you know, big fan of you guys. Is there any way I can get an autograph? He's like, yeah, sure. So I bring him to the bathroom. So I run to get the ball and I'm waiting like outside the bathroom door. And then I, then I'm like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom now too. So I have the ball on me and he's like, do you have the ball? And I'm like, yeah. So we're basically standing right next to each other in the bathroom. Holding each other's balls? No. <laughs> he's going to the bathroom, has the pen in his hand, signing the autograph. And I'm like. Why he's pissing? Yeah. I was like, I could have waited like like two minutes. Oh, that's so awkward, bro. So then he wait, like, wait, wait. You have to explain, though. Was it a baseball or was it a basketball? It was a baseball. He's a baseball player. Oh. I didn't hear them. Sorry. I was oh. trying to fix my notes. I apologize. All right. So it's not so weird. I think of the basketball is so big. <laughs> like <laughs> The baseball Sorry. is still weird. So I'm like, I could have waited. Weird, like, but I, easier to, easier to, to manage. Yeah. But still. And then he like hands it back over to me, but I'm still going to the bathroom. So it's just, it's even more weird. And I'm like, Oh my God. I was like, I couldn't wait like two minutes longer. He like asked for when he's going to the bathroom. Like we could have done it on the way back to the thing. So I was like, so, Anyway, we get it done. We both go in the bathroom. I put the, the ball in there. I put it on the owner's desk. And the owner texts me the next day. He's like, yeah. He's like, oh, I really appreciate it. My son's going to like it. Um, I didn't tell the owner, though, that I got the <laughs> I got the autograph while the guy was taking a piss. But <laughs> it was like the worst, the worst place ever for an autograph. That's amazing. That felt that happened to me once. I got denied. Who was it? It crushed me. It, this I never. You know me. I don't ask for nothing. I don't. I don't. I don't get starstruck. Was it a sports player? Oh, the goat sports player. Not your goat. The goat. Well, I'll tell a quick story. So every Thursday, I used to DJ at this place called Underbar. Shout out my guy Mike. You know we're Chital Group. I used to work there every week, Thursday. Jeter used to come in there literally almost every Thursday because they had these, you know, it was a square box, but they had uh, cabanas that you could right. go into and just shut the curtains. So it was cool. So Jeter would come in and shut the curtain and have his people in there. Long story short, I did a cooking show with Charles Oakley. Shout out Charles Oakley. Jeter walks in. I don't know Jeter. I'm not saying I ever spoke to Jeter. I've never had any interaction with Jeter because right. I just stay in my lane. I do my job. It's not my thing to go out of the way. But I knew Charles Oakley, and I had a relationship with him. So I was like, Charles, I'm talking to Charles, da 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 And he interested in that. And behind Charles is fucking Michael Jordan, bro. Whoa. He introduced me to Jordan, right? I end up going to the bathroom. Jordan comes in the bathroom at the same time. I go, bro, I hate to do this, but bro. Can I get your autograph, man? And he said no. And it was just him and I in the bathroom. He said no to me, and I was just like, ugh. I go, but Charles Oakley just introduced us to each other, and he wouldn't do it, dude. I was so biased. But still, man, it was pretty cool. 
And then one time, I think it was Charles, it was the craziest. Jeter, Charles Oakley, Jordan, Mr. October, which was Reggie Jackson, Tino Martinez, and that's it. What a fuck. It was all-star night. It was like that that week of uh, last all-star weekend in New York when the the Yankee Stadium was going to have the last all-star weekend in it. So, yeah, it was fun, man. That's pretty crazy. That's New York, though. You never know what's going to happen in those Very places. True. That's why it's so beautiful. Wow. So that's my story, Tom. Double bathroom story time. One's good. One, one ended well. One ended with a broken yeah. heart. But that's all good. So, guys, moving on. You know how we do it every week. We try to bring some different kind of news to the to the table. So we started something new called the PNN. It's the Positive News Network. Jeff always finds some positive news to report on because we're sick of hearing all that COVID shit and all that Trump shit and all that whiny, depressing politics shit. So what's this week's positive news, sir? I'll do a little thing on the Olympics. I love that. Have you been watching the Olympics at all? I have to, to be honest. I was... I'm kind of in a place where I don't have access to uh, the TV like that. So, yeah. no. So I, I haven't, but but I've been watching the story about uh, what's what's her name? Um, Simone Biles. Yeah, which I think is a beautiful thing, and and it's again, it never hurts to to bring any attention to uh, you know mental health. So she came back and she explained it well. Yeah, she came back, but she said that. When her mental thing, she had the dizzies or stuff like that. And that yeah, yeah. fucks up your performance where you can't land on these beams. I mean, the lady said that those beams that they do, the beams are the, the width yeah. of an iPhone. They look way wider on TV. I can't even walk the, I can't even walk that. Yeah. No, let alone do a fucking hand double back spring, you know. So, <laughs> you know, shout out for her and the awareness and shout out to all the, the uh, athletes in Tokyo, you know. So, you know, uh, supporting our country or, or, you know, and uh, all the support that she's getting from a lot of, star, you know, uh, athletes out there too that have her Absolutely. back, which is beautiful. So I didn't mean to call your story, but I haven't been watching it, but I've been watching that story though. Yeah. So USA has got 32 gold, probably more since of today. 79, yeah. we're in first place with medals overall, 79. Men's basketball is going for the golds later today. So by the time this comes out, they will – Hopefully, well, they're probably already played. It's like it's like morning and yeah, right, all, yeah, like we'll twelve hours. So yeah, yeah, it's probably already happened. Yeah, it's there in the summit. No, it's not yet. So oh, it's later yet. today. Yeah, but yeah, again, Simone Biles came back. She won a bronze. It's just some cool things to watch. I mean, some of these stories of these athletes is crazy, crazy. I've been catching a little bit. I I think when I was younger, I was like more into it a little bit, but still, some of these. I feel like now that I'm older, I have more appreciation for it. No, I appreciate the athletes and what they do. It's it's unbelievable. Um, some of the, some cool stories and man, these like some of these like diving and track and field athletes, insane, insane. unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah. Like so, they dedicate their lives to to that craft, man, and they yeah. are the best athletes at that sport in the f- fucking world, man. It's crazy. It is. It's pretty insane to think about. Yeah. It's so funny. My mother hit me yesterday and she said to me, oh my God, you have to watch these girls skateboarding. It, she goes, I'm 
like blown away. Yeah. Now we're talking about an older woman that's sitting there watching young girls like ice skate. And she, I mean, not ice skate, skateboarding. So it's like, you know, the impact is like everywhere. So it's like, it's crazy. It is pretty crazy. I love what it's doing, man. So I, lo- I love it's, it. It's a good, it's good healing for the world right now too, a little bit. Absolutely. I agree on that. And so that's the PNN. That's a positive news. Check out yeah. the last well, shout another out awesome shout out Jeff. Uh, they can find Jason where Jason Smith Music on Instagram. Yes, sir. And they can find me at Jeff London underscore on Instagram. You can find us at I'm the Promoter. He's the DJ. Yep. We got new merch coming out. Check out. Be on the lookout for the new merch. We got to get that that link tree or whatever put together to get you guys everything set yes, up sir. in one spot or the hobo or whatever you said it was. Hoobie. Shout out Hoobie. Hoobie. Shout out Hoobie. Yeah, Hoobie Doobie. All right. Awesome, Jeff. It's nice to see you, man. I can't wait to rock with you this weekend, brother. Yes, I'll see you. Peace. Okay, I'll reload it. Jeff London. DJ Jason Smith. Here come the pain.